Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man on the Post Extra Time podcast. That's it. That's my voice. That's Ross. I am standing substitute teacher this week, but in a weird way, the real teacher's here. Chris, you're here. Hello. Weird. Um, Adam's here. It's like when the student teacher gets evaluated by the real teacher, <laughs> but you were always the real teacher, so I'm really confused. It's a really weird situation. And Jesse. This is very meta. It's like the head teacher has to show the other teacher how to do a lesson. <laughs> yeah, this one's kind of going to come in so on time like with no rugby post- tangents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> we can sort him out, Adam. <laughs> right then, it's been a packed week of uh, Premier League football, so let's kick off with that, shall we? Some of the results then that stood out for me. Um, well, the Man United Arsenal game was fun, wasn't it? Lots of goals, lots of weekends, no. lots of chaos. No, Jesse. Last weekend? No, not fun. No, the, I know for midweek. Beyond that, when those games. Oh, always... midweek was fine. We could go midweek. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware, Jesse. We have a Sunday show that talks about games <laughs> at the weekend. I, had, I yeah, last weekend I didn't listen to it. Uh, well, Jesse's voice isn't on it. She's not listening. <laughs> so just the six yellow cards, the four goals. Um, Emery with a great. Like smug smile at the end of it as well. They, they all had such a good time. They went out and had, got got off their face on hippie crack. Brilliant! Isn't it? What a great time Arsenal <laughs> having at the minute. At least at definitely currently gone into Emery's office today and gone. I'm really. I, I'm only 19. They didn't invite me. It had to be 20. You <laughs> had to be 21 to be there. So they took David Louise instead. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a shirt, but did have him sat in many corners. <laughs> Vimp turned a packet crisp and he sat outside. <laughs> yeah. I did see this actually because it was on BT Sport, so I had it on underneath my children's bed as I was reading them a bedtime story. So I sort of are we still talking about the hippie crack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he, um, uh, the Arsenal game. So it was just completely bizarre. It was just like two really, really bad football teams trying to play football badly, um, <laughs> going from Marcus Rocco. The best league in the world, yeah. The, the, the best piece of quality about this match was Henrik Mkhitaryan's volley at the end into the net that was given um, he, for offside. He was as offside, as offside as it's possible to be. Yeah, but it was an amazing finish. It was pretty good, to be fair. I was like, that, that's one of the best things you've done in the Premier League and no one cares. <laughs> but the bit in between, was it was just bizarre. You know, David, um, David De Gea had a mare. Uh, Marcus Rocco um, went rogue. Uh, and it was just completely strange. And I, I can see why he dropped Pogba, and I can see why he dropped Lukaku based on recent form. But, you know, the message is, I'm dropping new players, I don't need you, and therefore I've got these. Um, but that didn't work out for him, did it? But I Pog- don't think the front... Pogba's form hasn't been bad. Are they? Sorry, and I don't Adam, I think you're about to say the same thing, but 
I, if, if it were, if we had no history up until this, or no behind-the-scenes history, then maybe we could make an argument for dropping Pogba. But how can you look at his own history with Pogba and not blame Mourinho for any of that? He's, uh, he's uh, almost like trying to force him out. Oh, no, blame Mourinho. Blame Mourinho for everything. I, okay. I like that he came out he came out as well, I think, after the game and said that he can't play Fred because the rest of the team can't defend. <laughs> when we learn to defend, then maybe then Fred's future will change dramatically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a midfield player should be able to do a bit of defending when you paid £50 or billion pound for him. Yeah, for a defensive-minded <laughs> midfielder. But hey, hey, I'm old-fashioned like that. <laughs> Um, I'm Arsenal. I, I quite like this Arsenal team. They're unbeaten in 20 now. They they just seem more fun this year. Obviously, Jesse, forget what happened on Sunday. That's a, that was definitely not fun for you. Oh, it was really, really not fun. I, I Chris, you stopped head wet. You you know what? Um, it was very not fun. But you definitely watched um, remember how how proud were were you of Torreira because he. That's where I'm going. I'm going to. I'm I'm taking my joy from. <laughs> How well he's playing, <laughs> um, and how why do the things I love hurt me so much? <laughs> you know what? I have to pick my moments where I can. Um, <laughs> and you know, he's twenty-one years old, and and he's already um, playing so well and has found his spot. Mm. Um, and I think what this team has going for it. I hate saying this. God, it like hurts coming out. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> What what this team has going for it that Arsenal hasn't had in like recent memory is is cohesion. Um, they all seem to enjoy playing with each other and they fit together yeah. well. And kudos to Emery for that. Yeah, it's working. I think the other thing about Arsenal is the, they started the season with that loss to Chelsea and then to Manchester City, um, and then they've been on this unbeaten run. And I kind of had the feeling that maybe they were flat track bullets. But to get four points from these games against Spurs and Manchester United shows that maybe they haven't got that bit more about them. What, you mean that Manchester United team that couldn't beat Southampton? <laughs> no, but it, it, they, are a, they are a big team, aren't they? Oh, and no, they, play, they've beaten a, that, fearless Man City, that, <laughs> that fearless Man United team that are currently eighth in the Premier League. But it's a place, I mean, as Duncan Alexander said, as we talked pre-pod, Arsenal haven't won there since before the iPhone was invented. So, you know, it's a ground where they have struggled in recent years. So it's... Um, to go in there and put on a performance, I know I haven't won, but to go in there and put on a performance as good as they have, I think they can take big heart for their season from the last two games. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Here's uh, a stat for you. You love stats. Man United have never lost a Premier League game at Old Trafford in which they have been ahead at half-time. But have they done that on a Tuesday night within 10 kilometres of the coast, <laughs> Ross? Because that's the kind of stats that we really, really live for here. I've literally no idea. They're, that's a stat from three years ago. It could be false, but who knows? <laughs> Let's, move on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Tottenham, Jesse. They got a win. The Saints did not put on a professive performance for their new manager, really. But... We won. We if, won ever, if ever, Ross, uh, uh, the, to, to steal the term from American football, if ever there was a, a get healthy game, yeah. Southampton. Yes. Yeah, they look listless at the minute and uh, the new guys got a lot of work to do. What I thought was... Um, was actually quite was there seemed to be a lot of determination from Southampton even at three 0 down because I watched the highlights and the highlights were just Spurs scoring and failing to score goals and then just just three 0 up and then just chance after chance after chance from Southampton until finally Charlie Austin scored. He's going to be lethal in the Championship next season, Charlie Austin. 
But Hassan Hutu's got a, a hell of a job, hasn't he? I mean, he's he's kind of helped by the fact that there's a lot of shit teams in this league this year. I'm disappointed his name's not David. David Hassan Hutu. <laughs> 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 Isn't this Southampton team, as we've probably said for quite a while, actually quite good, though? Yes, and this is a more along the lines of an appointment for them, which suited their old model. They got a bit desperate, didn't they, with Hughes and uh, whoever was in before Hughes. They kind of went away from what their ethos was, and this kind of fits in more with how they were running their club. Well, they, they sacked Claude Puyel because they well, I'm happy with his football. Yeah. Very much a case of be careful what you wish for. They replaced him with someone who I can't even remember. <laughs> and then and then resorted to Mark Hughes. Yeah. Well, they they had two very there was two very two roads <laughs> they could have gone down and they didn't make the Everton mistake of going down the the road much travelled with which is Sam Allardyce mm. shaped and followed the path of gravy. <laughs> Tim Sherwood popped up, didn't he, in the week? He saw an opening, thought he'd try and get in there, but thankfully that was shut down pretty quick. <laughs> Spurs looked all right there, Jesse, didn't they? Three goals. It's a, it's a bit more moderate on the South Coast, so a, a G-Lay sort of fits in more there as well, which is a shame. Uh, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> I think that, um, first of all, Hughes is just never a good idea. I mean, it's like he's like the... It's like that mouthwash that you get at the dentist that just you're supposed to like, like neutralize your. This is a terrible analogy, and someone's sure where this metaphor's going. Like, I know I had an idea, and then I couldn't follow through. But it's like he's never going to be a new like you know what you're getting, and it's not good. He's you know, the so Tony Pulis like, model now and take a step down to the championship <laughs> and kind of rebuild his career a little bit, get some wins under his belt. I think now's the time. Now's the time to announce that I've disbanded the Mark Hughes fan club. Oh, <laughs> and I just ordered my pin. Uh, <laughs> well, the the check hasn't cleared yet, and that's because that's the fact that there was no other members is why it's had to be disbanded. Was Mark Hughes not even a member? <laughs> no, he, no, he was. <laughs> he was unhappy about some of the creative decisions that were made. <laughs> <laughs> there was, we, we made up a group. We made up a, um, a sort of a, a members handshake, and he did not like how it went. <laughs> Members handshake, that could be... That's a different thing altogether. Different Uh, member. Yeah. (laughs) There's no Liverpool fans in this thing, so we don't do that sort of thing. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Uh, As well to Liverpool, Chris, they they fell behind to Burnley um, before they decided to start playing football. Milner, Firmino and Shaqiri, you must have loved that, with the goals. Yes. (laughs) 3-1. I listened to the Football Ramble this week for the first time in a long time, and they said that Liverpool could set kind of a, a, almost a record, a, t- a points total which would have won the league in previous seasons, and they'd still be nowhere near City this season. Coming, um, yeah. I mean, first of all, listen to the football ramble. I mean, you know, everyone has a cross to bear and all that. Um, apparently, this is Liverpool's best ever start to a league season, uh, even taking into account the teams of the seventies and the eighties. So, the fact that they're still two points off the lead um, shows how far Manchester City are ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot this season about how Liverpool haven't got that sort of uh, laissez-faire attitude they had last season, but they're getting the results they wouldn't have had last season. So um, I, I'm not—I don't have a problem with this more conservative Liverpool. I'm really pleased that we went somewhere like Turf Moor and went behind and still came back and won because in recent seasons I can imagine us going behind there and then sort of 
um, being one of those annoying places where we lose and yeah. come the end of the season. The year we lost the league when Stephen Jarrod fell over earlier on in the season, the we lost three one. Well, no, not so much that. It was the game sort of about January, February time. We had a game at Hull and we lost three one. That's the sort of Burnley game that was the other day, and I'm glad we sort of came through. Um, uh, I came through one, and not only that, we came through with quite a few changes to the team. Yeah. So it shows we have got a deep squad. Unfortunately, Joe Gomez is injured, which probably means Dejan Lovren's coming back. So. Hey, no, hey. you're right, because Dejan Lovren's got a concussion. Oh, has he? Oh, good. I'll make it play better. It was a little bit sad to hear Klopp have to have a little cry about his, well, they're kicking my players. <laughs> um, In this contact sport. <laughs> How dare they? I'm waiting for there's some point in the season when that comes back to bite you. <laughs> we are now the seventh, twelfth, seventh of December, two thousand eighteen. That will come back and bite you before the end of May. <laughs> uh, I've got a manager of class. James Milner scored in this game, and uh, in 2015 he'd scored in 47 Premier League games and not lost in any of them, which is quite a record. I'm sure he's scored a few more since then. That, that record may have gone, but who knows? That record has gone. It went the other day. No, he said Premier League. Ah, okay. Yeah, Premier League Champions League. I'd like to revise that. (laughs) We didn't get to talk about uh, what happened on Sunday with you guys. I don't particularly care about the game or the result. I just want to talk about Klopp running onto the field. What do we think of that? I think eight eight grand is a disgrace. He should pay more than that. He could have had a knife, Adam. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What if? What if? (laughs) I think it's fine, but I can imagine the headlines if that was Mourinho. I think it's fine because it's my manager when he got to my goalkeeper, but you know, I'm probably not the best person to ask. Nutted him, probably. Mourinho doesn't have Even if it was his own goalkeeper. This is about me, Dyer. (laughs) (laughs) It'd have picked him up and smashed him to the ground like he did those water bottles. (laughs) Absolutely love that. (laughs) I don't Uh, have a problem with that. Your friends. Chelsea lost. Chelsea lost to Wolves after being in the lead and they dropped down to fourth now. Tottenham overtake them to third. I'm sorry, what, Ross? What? <laughs> Spurs up the third in the league, even oh, after losing the derby. Still two points ahead of Arsenal. <laughs> How many points behind Liverpool? Uh, six. Not about you. Not me right now. <laughs> it's all irrelevant, uh, all, all irrelevant though, because you're going to lose the league to City, so it doesn't matter. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes no difference. <laughs> Fair. But, Chelsea have lost Wolves. Too... Wolves have been on a, kind of a bit of a sticky run, so um, it's a good win for them. It is, um, and Chelsea have lost uh, two out of three now, haven't they? So, Sarri's got some thinking to do there. Um, I'd probably call that three out of four, can't we, considering we know what the fixture is on Saturday. though, <laughs> <laughs> and like, if this is at all mental, or, an, or like an adjustment period for him? Possibly. I mean, he, or he should have been brought in like, and if they needed him. Well, Sarri does one thing, doesn't he? He has one tactic and one way of playing, and if it gets found out, then they're going to be a bit screwed. Well, you just man Mark Jorginho by the sounds of it. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, you can give Morat as many chances as you want. He won't, we, we will yeah. not score. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and if you play a high line, he will though. run offside. <laughs> but Sarri's comments about Morata, like, I'm not sure. I still don't really know about this, like, public shaming of players and how effective that is. What did he say uh, about Martin? Ask Jose. Because <laughs> look, look at Luke and Shaw. look how effective that is. He's getting results, isn't he? Yeah. 
<laughs> what did he say about Morata? I must have missed that it. he needed him to be. Let me look up the direct quote so I don't accidentally misquote. Sorry. <laughs> um, Chelsea dominated the game, seventy percent possession, seventeen shots. Just couldn't couldn't find a way through after a Loftus Cheek goal. You guys can talk while I do the googling. Your childhood hopes and dream. Oh, he said he was mentally fragile. Oof. Yeah, that's going to build confidence I, in your striker. I, I mean, if he was a bit, str- if he was mentally stronger, it wouldn't bother him, though, would it? So, sort, <laughs> of, like, sort of a catch to a sort of a catch twenty-two let's, situation here. <laughs> let's consider what it feels like to be mentally fragile and have that called out globally. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, not quite sure that's going to get the result that you're looking for. It's not going to do any favors, is it? Um, on Tuesday night, Cardiff lost uh, away at West Ham, uh, even though Neil Warnock said after the game that he knows how to win away now. Mm. Was he at that game? <laughs> did, he, did he watch what happened? A, he is in his 70s now. There's a chance that his faculties are going. <laughs> yeah, You're going to get called out for being Adam. Didn't he say to Pellegrini, how are we 3 0 down or how are we losing 3 0? <laughs> the other team scored goals, and that's how this works. Yeah, it's not the worst thing someone said. I not get it. Lines, what, was, but... what, what was the joke that I don't know, <laughs> football rambles? <laughs> Pellegrini turned to him and said, "Shut your noise, dog." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the worst thing he's heard on the sidelines. But <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a weird man. I don't. I don't he's say about he's game, fine. Really. He's, he's lovely. He's a weirdo, Chris. <laughs> confirmed weirdo. Are we talking about Warnock here? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> he used to manage Leeds, Jesse, and there was a couple of games that he just couldn't be bothered to make the trip to Leeds for. Just didn't bother turning up. It was too far from Cornwall. <laughs> Left the assistant so just, in charge. I don't blame him. I mean, to be fair, Jesse, where would you rather be? Central Leeds or Cornwall? <laughs> same, same distance every week, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I mean, if that's your job. Yeah. This is the man that had the trees cut down outside the training ground office so he could sit in his office and watch training rather than get on the fucking training field. I mean, it's warm in there. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, only an idiot goes outside in the cold. Maybe not at that time. We didn't, weren't paying bills much at that time. Uh, it's a new water derby. People keep getting job offers. Uh, 70-year-old man. Surely there's someone better qualified to be managing <laughs> Cardiff right now. Sol Campbell. <laughs> yes. It's the new water derby tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, Leeds QPR. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, there are better links than that, surely. Rio Ferdinand played for both teams. <laughs> he didn't really play the QPR. I'm I'll getting confused then because Carlos Saints. I happily managed Cardiff. Uh, I B. love his accent. I love sweaters. <laughs> well, he's not even Cornish though. He's from Sheffield. I don't know where his love affinity of Cornwall has come from. Oh, that's unfair. We spent too much time talking about the Warlock. Let's move on. Everton <laughs> <laughs> uh, drew with Newcastle. Adam, anything to say on this one? Um, we should have won. Yeah, 19 yeah. shots on goal. Gilfie Sigerson had a, took too long on a chance from 10 yards out. Oh, he's been in good form that, this year, hasn't he? That was the game right there. He's been on a good run, Sigerson. Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah. You, won't go, you won't go down. The tackling, Adam. A little, like... Some of his cards have been. I feel like he needs he needs timing practices. Somebody needs to give him like a metronome so he can time those time those tackles a little better. Former Spurs legend Gilfie Sigurdsson, love him. Not his fault. Oh, he can tackle how he wants. 
Oh, okay. We don't pay him to tackle. Great. Well, that's the problem because he's not very good at it. Here's a stat for you. When he goes in... You're, you're talking to a man whose favourite player is Paul Scholes, so... <laughs> Fame tackler. <laughs> okay. i got a stat for you, Chris. I suppose all of yours out of the water. In the 2010-2011 season, um, there were 14 Davids and 11 Jameses. Uh, they're the most fir- common first names in the Premier League. Yet, yeah. it was the first season that David James did not appear. Oh, that is superb. What's You're getting name? a Wayne's World we're not worthy at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. See, now, though, if you were, if you were Chris, you would say... Name them. Yes, name the 14 Davids, please. Go. <laughs> in the prep, we went 2010, 2011. Fucking hell, let's move on. <laughs> David Silva. David Silva, yeah. David De Gea. Bentley. Yeah, David Bentley probably would have played, yeah. All right, we're in this now. Oh, I love, we're getting probably <laughs> here, so... <this> is, <laughs> you best move on. <laughs> um, anything else happening in the Premier League we want to mention this week? Any other big news? Oh, the Watford thing. The Watford thing, yes, you brought us up in our WhatsApp. Watford went from being a club I didn't really care about to one I kind of a bit more fond of now. Yeah, they're embracing Stonewall in their uh, Rainbow Laces campaign, aren't they? Yeah, I've got a pair. I've got two pairs of them actually. With a a full-on fan mosaic. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure you could trust every club in the Premier League to pull that off. Can I be? Can I be cynical here? Of course you can. Uh, last weekend, um, away at Leicester, uh, the Watford fans displayed that big banner uh, in, in sort of remembrance of Vichai. And all of a sudden, they get free food and drink at the canteen, at, or the Leicester bar at halftime. I'm wondering if they're going to sort of start making these banners for every occasion in the hope that they get free can, uh, sort of catering. Well, that's just clever, yeah. though. <laughs> and, and part of me feels like even if the, even if the goal is cynical... I'm not be- I was like, joking, sorry. I oh, I your face did- that's not what your face said. Yeah. <laughs> the anger almost, in my face. Almost who cares? Because it might like the 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 means are still positive. And it may- it just makes other clubs look bad not bad, but well, yeah, bad. I'm going with bad. But maybe it'll urge those clubs to join. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It in, the, in better words, it'll sh- it shames other clubs. Fear pressure. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a good thing, after all. <laughs> Who knew? There's an official Stonewall uh, FC Football Club as well. They played at Wembley uh, last weekend, I think. Weird question. I mean, I should know this, but Stonewall because of our Stonewall, right? Like New York, like the Stonewall Inn. It's not because of General Jackson. <laughs> um, I'm not but, sure like, on the background that... of it, Jesse, but I would probably assume so, yeah. Uh, Let's have a quick Google. Google To the Google. (laughs) To the Google. It's named after the Stonewall Inn of Stonewall Riots. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Any other headlines from this uh, this week? Anything? Chris, you got anything? You're normally full of random random headlines. Um, There's the the um, the the bookies agreeing to stop advertising during. Football matches. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> uh, there's several video. reasons why this is good, and it's, I suppose it's only a starting point. One, the adverts are fucking terrible. Yes, they are awful, yeah. Two, it's just the, the over-prevalence of, of it. It's just, it's just too much. It is far too much. How the, how the, the genie has been let out of the bottle to that extent mm. is... Um, 
is absolutely criminal. And but the the interesting thing will be the impact that it potentially has on Premier League clubs because this is in the face of things going to affect the 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 value of TV rights. But don't Sky Sports almost have a dedicated betting ad break? You know that kind of thing where they they show the teams coming out onto the pitch and then they take a quick ad break before kickoff. Isn't that, that normally uh, a Ray Winston? That's more on BT Sport, I think. Oh, BT Sport had BT Sport used to have a bit where they didn't even completely cut away. It yeah. was sort of like half of the screen was advert. It was almost like an embedded advert. Oh right. It was where the players were shaking hands before match, wasn't it? Yeah, and you'd see sort of like Ray Winston's head sort of floating around by them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, so this is going to affect. This is going to have a a detrimental effect on. The Premier League club's bottom line. Good. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it, like people's lives and not being addicted to gambling and taking their lives is more important than that. I don't. That, that, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just putting all of the facts out there. Is the next step going to be the sponsors then? Because what the majority of teams now are sponsored by betting companies or casinos and or rights abusing airlines and nations. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. That, oh, well, I don't know what the, there's there's lots of d- difficult things about that in, anyway. When you talk about conflicts of interest, yeah. especially the sort of um, the uh, the sort of markets that some of these bookies are allowed to run in this country, mm. like where they can be run on pure conjecture. They can like when you can run a, a market on who's going to be the next manager of a club that still has a manager, or on what club Gareth Bale is going to sign for in January. Like, Pure fantasy. It's like betting well, on fantasy. When you look at that, when you when you actually peel back the um, the charges that were were brought against Daniel Sturridge a couple of weeks ago, mm. well, he, he hasn't actually placed any bets there. That's supposed to be the, the wrongdoing of some of his family, who were able to place bets on what, what club he was going to join and got it wrong. Yes. Imagine having inside knowledge and getting it wrong. Yeah, it's an act of sabotage. <laughs> That's not how inside a training is supposed to work. <laughs> no, it's a slippery slope. A slippery slope, though. The clubs have got on board with it. A long but I say, what I would say about the uh, yeah, well, they, the clubs just jumped in with two feet, didn't they? There just seemed to be very little yeah. care about that. There seemed to be very little care about um, who they're doing business with. If you look at that, I'd essentially say that there was a. An issue, as we talked about, about the um, the Rainbow Laces campaign a couple of years ago, when it was being backed by, it was being linked and backed by Paddy Power, and a lot of football club, a lot of football players, were uncomfortable wearing the Rainbow Laces because they didn't want an association with Paddy Power. Because at that time, Paddy Power made no qualms in their advertising about going about slagging off football players and putting yeah. up billboards outside Stamford Bridge slagging off Fernando Torres and this and that and all of these things. Um, and, well, Paddy Power haven't really changed their advertising practices. They're an absolute disgrace. They also own Betfair, who is a partner of quite a few Premier League clubs. Yeah. Arsenal, for example. <laughs> like, the, the, the level of care is not, is not there with the, with the clubs. I, I wonder whether their sponsorships will be affected. It's not quite as per, persuasive as having a... Uh, a set of odds blasted at you via your TV that were right as of 30 seconds ago, is it? 
when Saturday Comes have come out this week and said that they will no longer be, longer be accepting money from um, betting companies for their adverts. Yeah, well, if there were a couple a good couple of months ago now, there was a very interesting uh, bit on, on Football Weekly, I'm sure you'll remember, Chris, where, because um, that's where you get all your ideas from, <laughs> that um, especially Barry Gunning talks very frank and openly about sort of criticising bookmakers, but also saying that at the same time that in the industry they work in, it's very difficult to not take bookmaker money and that they that doesn't mean that you're if you're that doesn't mean you have to be quiet on the situation i don't think i think that it's a very admirable stance from when Saturday comes i don't think it was completely necessary but if they well, feel that that's what they want to do I, no one should criticize them for doing that they had a fan survey uh last year and it was what, one of the questions was what would you like to see less of in the magazine and most of the answers were um betting adverts so they've sort of gone on on that and that's why this is i think that this is of a, quite a smart move from from bookmakers in themselves themselves because I actually think that if you asked a lot of football fans that that would be a very common answer. Uh, regarding television, any way that they consume football, people would say, "What do you want to see less of?" Bookmaker adverts. I can't believe for a moment that the bookmakers have done this off their own back. I mean, we had the the issue the other week with the oh the the machines in the um in the bookies that it was supposed to be withdrawn next year yeah Yeah, they've been brought forward by a year the removal of those under under pressure by um certain sort of pressure groups and i can't believe for a moment that betting companies would do this particular thing willingly i wonder if there's been this is some sort of compromise for something in the future by the government i think that it's i think it's a yeah let's let's give you this before you take everything yeah Hmm. yeah and Jesse, you're just about to open open this this lamp and let this genie out the bottle in America. So, well, yeah, and and so I think first of all, shit. Um, <laughs> and again, worries, Jesse. Don't worry about it. I was going to say, and again, if anybody needs to marry me for citizenship, I am free and available, and I will come and live. Um, it's just me and my dog. <laughs> Get me out of this shithole, thank you. Um. <laughs> Um, but will you be partaking in some legal legal gambling on Spurs. Uh, I will I will swim across the ocean to get out of the disaster that is going to happen here. Um, but there there were three articles this morning um, that peripherally one had to do with specifically with um, the FCC which helped me, Adam, is the Federal Cricket Commission on <laughs> something. Um, and how the FCC is basically, like, because of the government, like, throwing up its hands and saying, like, we're not regulating betting anymore, so have at it. What do you mean what? anymore? I didn't, think you reg- I didn't think it was regulated at all. Oh, yeah. I was just overly regulated. I thought it essentially you didn't have betting. I think you had to go to Indian reservations to bet. In Vegas, can't you? And, yeah. There are specific places where you can, where betting is highly, gambling is highly regulated. Um, and, um, but the Supreme Court, I, the Supreme Court overturned a decision that now puts it in the hands of the state. Yeah. So, it's, so mm-hmm. each, each state is now in control of gambling and they think that this is going to be a, uh, 
a green light for state by state to open up its gambling laws. Isn't it right. kind of how they've and, done what we've done with marijuana, basically? Yes, but marijuana because of taxation laws. Um, marijuana is brilliant because of the taxation laws. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and legal, it's the, marijuana is, is really fascinating. Um, but gambling benefits the states to no end. I mean, because people get addicted so quickly, because you could do it online. I mean, I'm speaking to the choir here, but... Um, the, the thing is that we the, we talk about... Chris talks about these fixed-odd betting terminals, which are supposedly a plague of the British high street. It's not... Book, bookmakers aren't really a place that I frequent too often, so... Um, happy, able to keep a, a strong distance from them. And you'd think that in a place where gambling is so strongly regulated in America that you wouldn't have this problem, but instead you just call them lottery machines and just still have them yeah. everywhere. Well, and what what has happened is is they've gone they've moved into apps. So the FCC, so this article was about um uh gambling organizations or or bets that have been targeting um students and and children with like fantasy football right um guys american football it's like you know this thing that we do here with this weird shaped ball um it's fine you wouldn't understand um that's a dick ross (laughs) we have like touchdowns and quarterbacks and shit like that you should watch friday night Live. um so um but so they're they're they've been putting apparently um, ads for apps that look all shiny and sparkly and fancy um, in apps for um, fantasy football leagues and apps for like um, you guys will definitely understand this more than I do because the only thing I understand about American football is Friday Night Lights and so all I want to keep doing is quoting. But they're so they've been working on like getting children um uh, working on this connection between bet like this this idea that like betting is just part of the game yeah Um, fantasy football in our in our app that we've got we use a yahoo one and it's got um adverts for DraftKings where you you pay to enter a daily fantasy contest and you can win money at the end of it if you're successful it's it's the game it's like the gamification of gambling it's not yeah you're not gambling you're playing a game but you can Win all this money, money off of it. right? Yeah, right. And because it's it's an app and it's online, it doesn't feel like high stakes. Yeah, you know, you don't bookies. go to Atlantic City. You don't even go to Vegas. You go on your phone, which you do five million times a second. <laughs> um, so that's terrifying. Um, but the other two articles that came out today were about this one. Um, and Chris, you might know of him a Bahraini soccer player who plays in from Melbourne. Um, he's 25. He has refugee status in Australia. And he and his wife went on a honeymoon in Thailand and he was detained. He's been in a Thai prison. Bahrain is trying to get him um, extradited because he took place in um, the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring. Um, he was um, tortured and... Um, uh, some of his family has been disappeared. Some of his teammates have been kept in prison since the Arab Spring. And so he got refugee status in Australia um, and 
Thailand is not saying whether they're going to extradite him to Bahrain or not. He is saying that if he goes back, he will undoubtedly be imprisoned and tortured. So um, the head of Bahraini football is a big higher up in FIFA um, and uh, was actually one of the um, candidates um, to replace Sepp Blatter. Um, and I think is now in charge of um, one of the Asian FAs. So that's clearly he's unbiased. Um, <laughs> and then the other article that came out like right on the heels of that is about the Afghani women's national team. Chris, you saw that one? I've seen a little bit about it. It's in The Guardian, yeah. Yeah, so we had that in The Times. What did The Guardian say about it? Stuff. <laughs> Chris read the headline yeah. <laughs> and and completely dodged a bullet because you brought up something that he's supposed to know about Australian football and then carried on talking so he didn't have to interject yeah. because he didn't know what, he, just nothing it, this was the whole Luka Modric perjury situation all over again <laughs> if you're talking about Hakim al I'm all over that Hakim al is his name a little quick Google eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dejan Lovren's teammate, Luka Modric, and <laughs> jail. Wins uh, <laughs> the Ballon d'Or and avoids jail. <laughs> twerking. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, you've got no idea how hard Ronaldo's working on the pitch tonight. Just completely coincidentally. <laughs> when you say Ronaldo and hard, vomit comes up a little bit. <laughs> no. no. Um, but so the Afghani women's national team. Um, accused their coach and a bunch of their PTs of um, sexual abuse and rape. And they basically, the response was like, yeah, and? Um, <laughs> uh, Khadija Polona, who's really, I mean, Khadija Polona is, is, um, was the captain. Um, she has uh, asylum status in Denmark. She said when the last time uh, she was training a number of her teammates in Europe and she was she saw them being beaten with um is it snooker or snooker? Because that's snooker. really the snooker. <laughs> right. Um with with snooker cues. Sticks. Cues. Oh my god, snooker cues. Um that's what I was gonna say. And then locked indoors again and screaming. So there's this whole clear um, the again about higher up and that I have really I have a lot of faith in FIFA that they will take care of that with sarcasm. <laughs> again, a few a few Skype issues, but um, let's move on to something uh, less serious. Premier League football this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bournemouth uh, play Liverpool Chris what can go wrong here say everything it. nothing everything Fed no fucking negative attitude towards your team you're two points behind Man City you're going to batter them I think it was the last season or the season before um, we had got three goal leads against Bournemouth and I think we got one point against them out Score of four, uh, possible six point there. Score more. Uh, well, we possibly could do because we've got now got Virgil Van Dijk in the team, but I'm not particularly hopeful of our chances. Liverpool won four of the six previous Premier League meetings by uh, including a four-nil on their most recent visit to Bournemouth twelve months ago. Uh, I said it last weekend, Jesse. 
and I was right. Oh, speaking of which, why was my tweets all Sunday afternoon, Adam, with the word no at the end <laughs> that you told me on this programme this exact week ago that I would be getting? You just wait. <laughs> just wait. You got played over again. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I waiting for? Wow. It's, really, it's really been and gone. Lift for win, everyone. Yes. It's in yes. the darkness. They hit you. Hit you when you least expect it. <laughs> we the darkness like the band. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gonna whack. <laughs> Adam does a good Justin Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. When I do the whole Bane bit, when I'm saying I was born into the darkness, that's I mean. <laughs> I don't mean as in, like, in the pit. I mean... You growing on me. <laughs> you, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, any chance of Bournemouth, Adam? Uh, um, I think... Yeah. I'm so used to looking at NFL fixtures now. I'm assuming the team on the left is the home team. In <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, yeah. yeah. Still confuses me on betting apps and they can't decide which way to do it. It is in um, the, it is the vitality. Right. Um, yeah, Bournemouth, I've got a chance, yeah. Jesse, what do you think? I think Chris is being a wimp. I said it last weekend. I think... But that was only Everton then, so... It'll be interesting to see if Liverpool can can deal with the pressure of potentially going top of the table if they because hmm. they play first. And I think there is there is a little bit to say for them. They, they are going to... Would it be more pressure if Man City win? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, Bournemouth were... If we talk about these games where we talked about Arsenal looking good, Bournemouth didn't look... Like they were being blown away in that Arsenal game, they competed, so they can certainly compete against Liverpool, especially in a home fixture. And they did okay against Manchester United as well at home. Um, we they... Stop talking about Man- Manchester United eighth. Yeah, Bournemouth is not a good squad, and they. <clears throat> but this is twenty-five years of conditioning under Fergie. This is that keeps <laughs> yeah, making me sort of go back. Except, to it. <laughs> You do this every time where you <laughs> shake your little bearded head and then afterwards you say, oh, I knew it was going to go well. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Arsenal Huddersfield. Um, it's at the Emirates. This should be a, a walk in the park once they get to the second half for Arsenal, shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah just get the first half out of the way pain, as painlessly as possible. Yeah. If it can be near uh, half time, 5 nil full time, probably. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think for, people talked about sort of the attitude of Arsenal in the in the Tottenham game and saying that it, it, it showed a, a change of of Arsenal under Emery as opposed to what you had before <laughs> towards the latter years of Wenger. I'd say this is another example of a game where if this had been last year and we've been talking about Arsenal and Wenger, I'd have absolutely zero confidence mm-hmm. that Arsenal would get this done. Yeah. I'm not saying they probably would, but I'd have no confidence in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Jesse, do uh Huddersfield have any chance? You know, I always want to say yes. I'm glad I'm on this podcast with you because, I love because Patrick, Stewart. Patrick Stewart was never seen with Huddersfield before they got promoted <gasps> to the Premier League. He is a Ross fucking sham. Bell. He is a glory hunting Huddersfield Town fan. And he was on TV this week with Jamie Oliver. He's Wait an absolute a We played Huddersfield in League One and he was nowhere to be seen. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Ross, what's your middle name? Lee. Ross Lee. Ross Lee. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? I'm serious. Trust me, I've had a long history with Huddersfield Town and he's only appeared since I <laughs> got promoted to the Premiership. How would you know? What do you mean? How do you know that he wasn't there when they were in League One? Well, what else is there to talk about in League One? <laughs> yeah, if there. Patrick Stewart was there, that would get mentioned. <laughs> Mark, um, 
Dennis Wise put a 15 point deduction in a skip. Exactly. Like... <laughs> I got a full page on Lee's website. I, I am shaken to the core. And you know what? <laughs> I am not going to defend them anymore. Good on I, you. My heart's broken. Arsenal 5 speak, Speaking of Dennis Wise, has anyone heard the Galaxo podcast this week? No. They briefly mentioned um, Gianluca Vialli, uh, sort of elder statesman arriving at Chelsea, sort of comes from nobility stock in um, Italy. On his first day of training, Dennis Wise walks up to him, sticks his hand down his own shorts and farts and sticks it in um, Gianluca Vialli's face. (laughs) It was the thought, where on earth have I come to? (laughs) They didn't do this in Sampdoria. The man's the worst. One of those men survived (laughs) cancer. The other one I really hope gets it and doesn't. (laughs) Ross, <laughs> you can't say that. He got us relegated, Chris. He <laughs> took us to League One. Well, they had to play. They had to play Huddersfield. Yeah. Of all, of all, of all the indignation. Ross, you can't say that. Dennis Wise, I can say that all I want. Um, Brighton play Burnley. Who cares? <gasps> Who's going to win in this one? Brighton, come on, give it to Brighton. Where you is have to it? it probably will be. It is in Burnley. But Brighton, uh, uh, Burnley have got nine points from fifteen games. Brighton are tenth of twenty-one. So. That's the match of the day. Oh, we've got Cardiff Saints coming up, Chris. Oh, and West uh, that'd, be, that'd be higher because then he manager. A new manager, isn't that? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, definitely last then. Um, any hope for Burnley in this one? Um, well, listen, I love Brighton, but they can always fuck something up. <laughs> As Chris and Dave say on the Sunday show, if Lewis Dunk doesn't score from a set piece or Glenn Murray doesn't score from four yards out, Brighton don't win. Can we talk about Brighton in midweek? Because that was brilliant. What was their result in midweek? <laughs> they beat Crystal Palace 3-0. So they had um, uh, they had a penalty. I can't they scored from the penalty or not. But then Glenn Whelan went over and kicked the ball out of play, but the referee gave a corner, uh, at which point Lewis, no, Shane Duffy got sent off for sticking his forehead in the other player's face. Uh, they then have to bring a substitute on. From the resulting corner, the substitute scores with his first touch of the game. Uh, and even though they got 10 men, Brighton then continue and score a third goal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it get was great. Expressive. Just need to get yeah. out of 10 men. <laughs> really open the game up for them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll go for an away win in this one, actually. Brighton to win. No, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. But I don't think Brighton can win away. <gasps> This is getting Sorry. shot on every single game so far. I need an underdog. Um, Cardiff take on Saints in Cardiff. Saints got a new manager. Cardiff, unfortunately, still got the same manager. <laughs> Until they hire me. Yeah. Um, Adam, who's going to win this one? Um, I think that you'll continue to see a bit of a result um, a result from Southampton. I think that they, they got soundly beaten by a very good Spurs side, but like I said, there was a lot of encouraging things going forward. I don't think this Spurs team is that this Southampton team, sorry, is actually that bad. And I think Cardiff are terrible. Ralphus and Huttle as a nickname uh, is the Klopp of the Alps. So make it that way. Seeing, seeing things from football shows, do you know what his name translates to? No. Um Rabbit Hutch. Cool. Ralph Rabbit Hutch. As he shall be known from now on on Man of the Post. <laughs> Ralph Rabbit Hutch. <laughs> Chris, who's going to win? Who's playing? Cardiff and Saints. Oh, Cardiff and Southampton. Um, I'm going to go Cardiff. Oh, damn you, Jesse. Oh, Southampton. Thank you. Uh, Man United take on Fulham at Old Trafford. 
I mean, this could literally be anything. On the BBC <laughs> website, uh, the predictions thing, Laura predicts the games each week against a celebrity. Laura's gone for 2-0. Um, he's predicting this week against Josh Warrington, who is a massive Leeds fan and also a boxer. He's predicted Fulham to win 7-0. I like him. Really <laughs> <laughs> I could see Fulham getting a result here, actually. I've stopped predicting um, results for Man United, but I've started or kept predicting what kind of meltdown Mourinho will have. <laughs> I feel like it's more fun. I can also see it coming together between Mitch Rich and Mourinho because that would be hilarious. I would love that. Would prime time. That would. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> what type of, so what type of meltdown are we going to have? You can't just well, say I've started doing this prediction. prediction and then not actually predict it. Can we go for a Pardew headbutt type meltdown? What, on Ranieri? No. No. Mitrovic. Start a proper brawl. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But as we both... Mourinho is very much more a finger in the eye kind of oh, man yeah. than a headbutt. Who's his assistant? He'll stand behind him and like... do something. <laughs> it's got to start with like, some Carrick. sort of yeah. gesture to the crowd. Yeah. Can I get uh, Mitrovic versus Fellaini? It has to be a Mourinho. You're not following the rules. Fellaini turns two on one attack. <laughs> Full on dungeon yeah. on Mourinho. It's a Fellaini pulls someone's hairy midweek. That's sort of yeah. taking a piss, isn't it? <laughs> now you know why he cut his own because he could not like it's sort of Haliation. He was anticipating it. I'm not going to do this yet, but when I get rid of this, I've got some yeah. real ideas. <laughs> Wasn't it Gwendozi's hair as well? Yeah. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah, jealous. He had, no, he had to get this off his big back just to get the pain out. Blaney's <laughs> <laughs> got better. Um, who's going to win, Adam? Um, Man U at Old Trafford. I, th- I think in my prediction thing, I predicted Man United to win 1 0. Sounds about right. That's why I think scored seven in the last seven. <clears throat> so no doubt he'd probably be on the bench. Potentially injured. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, who's going to win this one? I was going to say 1-0 to United as well, so I'm going to go with that. Okay, Jesse? Ugh, I don't care, Fulham. <laughs> just because I don't. Because, ugh. Fair enough, I like it. Ugh, that's what I'm putting down <laughs> on the prediction sheet. West Ham um, take on Crystal Palace in a all-London derby. Um, I, I have literally <laughs> nothing to say about Crystal Palace this season. West Ham really seems interesting... I have I literally know nothing of Crystal Palace this season. Well, Wolfrey Zaha complained and then um, didn't score or play very well for a few weeks afterwards. They lost a load of games and then he won um, last weekend, didn't they, against Burnley? That's pretty much their season. <laughs> Fair enough. And not sure. pretty much the team. Yeah, Palace can't defend and that's what a Roy Hodgson team should be able Adam, to do. Adam, no, no, that's Man United. You're thinking Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Palace Every time. have managed just one win in 16 away London derbies, so this is not looking good. They've only got four goals <laughs> as well. So. West Ham are quite interesting because they're, they're kind of a work in progress, but Arnautovic isn't, I don't think will be available because he came off injured midweek and a lot of their stuff goes through him. Yeah, but you know who is back, though. He's like a pound shop with Latin, isn't he? Big Andy Carroll's back. Andy Carroll? Big Andy Carroll's back. <laughs> Adam knows I'm a huge Andy Carroll fan. <laughs> he's, back for, he's back for a day. <laughs> Stick it to Roy. Um, oh, already got the physiotherapist on retainer. So. <laughs> going to need him on Wednesday when the swelling's gone down. Uh, West Ham home win. I, yeah. I reckon so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Full house. Uh, Chelsea play Man City at 5.30 on Saturday evening. This is BT Sport, by the way, got two games tomorrow night. Have they? Yes, they've got this game, and then afterwards it's Leicester Spurs, I think. Why aren't Leeds on TV this weekend? I'm confused. What's, yeah, wow. Well, three well, o'clock Saturday kickoff. Why is Sky putting us then? That's really weird. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Man City, though, who's going to win this one? It should be a good game. Uh, yes, but Chelsea aren't in the best of form. Um, I'm going to go with Manchester City. Did anybody see the footage of the Manchester City under-21s this week? Yeah, I retweeted. How good is that? Yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? Wow. They basically they basically had the ball under extreme sort of pressing pressure in their own six-yard box, and they managed to pass it across their own six-yard box while being pressed, come away with it down the left flank, break and score. It's just fabulous to they watch. basically run a, like a baby football sweatshop. Like, that's what they have... All of these third league the team around, around the world. Oh, sorry, I bring everything down. One day, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to like mail you guys all cookies for putting up with me. Um, sorry. <laughs> well, it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week because I did watch this um, footage of the under twenty ones game. Think about our conversation last week about you know whether it's okay to like Manchester City and how they play because of yeah. where they get their money from. So. It is a tester to watch them every week, as brilliant and wonderful as Bernardo Silva is. I won't go. It's just, if anybody looks up Maldonado, which is this, like, tiny, tiny third league, I guess it's the definition, um, team in Uruguay, and then Men City owned them, and they started, like, farming, like, using it to pass players through. (laughs) And that's when I started just, and they've done it with a bunch of players, too. And then they have NYCFC over here that plays over here. Sorry, that was very... New York City-est of me. Over here. Um, over here. Man City are to signing a... Um, tell me all, about you, all you know about Zach Stefan, Jesse. Oh, he's Stefan's actually a good keeper. He I don't is. think he like, should be the US Men's National Team keeper, although who gives a shit? They're terrible. Um, <laughs> but he's he's very good. £7 million for a 23-year-old. What? Yeah. Wow. Columbus Crew getting a rough deal there, though. Is it better than that, or is that too high a value for him? Seven million pounds. Give me a comparison to another to another keeper. Uh, how much did that Chelsea keeper cost, Adam? Seventy. Oh yeah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good and he's young and um, he he's he's like. I think he's who Claudio Bravo wished that, who we all thought Claudio Bravo was. <laughs> at Barcelona like he's he's good with his feet he's good with his hands but he's not gonna he's not gonna like make stupid mistakes he's coming to Leeds in general I've heard that'd be fun he's good <laughs> um are we all going for a city win I think so yeah yeah I don't know with this one I feel like Chelsea have a lot to prove right now Chelsea are at home uh, Barkley's back there's no uh David Luiz I think Oh, that's that's does that mean they're going to play Christian? Are they going to play Cahill or Christensen then? I think Christensen played midweek, didn't he? Who did? Christensen, I think, played midweek. You just just got to start again, though. Surely Cahill's time has come and gone. I think so. If it was ever here. (laughs) Plus, they played John Terry till he was like. Well, he was the second best defender in the Premier League ever, according to Chris. So. <laughs> I never said he was the second best ever. I said Tony Adams was the best. I never gave out a second best. <laughs> Fair enough. That's Dale Lauren, obviously. <laughs> um, 
And then we've got Saturday night football as well, have we? Leicester City taking on Tottenham. Yeah, the Ben Thatcher derby. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Vardy's going to miss out for Leicester. It's just a bit too much football. Yeah, oh, two uh, games back to back. What's wrong with that? Well, you're not going to be watching it anyway. You're going to be watching like strictly. Yeah, there we go. Dancing it's a semi-final. on ice or something. It's a strictly semi-final. I'm cheering for um, Stacey Dealey. <laughs> Is Graham Swan still in it? No, thank God. Good. I had to put it with him for about eight weeks. Bellin. <laughs> him, not you. Sorry. He is though. He is an utter tool, and he just—he thought he was bloody Fred Astaire or something. You could yeah. tell. <laughs> uh, who's going to win this one, Jesse? What do you think? Spurs going <laughs> to? Oh yeah, sorry, Leicester sorry, football. I forgot this football. <laughs> Emery Chan's just coming for Juve, and I'm very sad. Um, I think Spurs are going to win this one. I think that um, uh, a Vardyless Leicester sort of lack a bit of. Vim and vigor, as it were. Uh, they've got Makazaki or Inacho, and it's not, and a lot of get Leicester's game is played by pace um, yeah. and stretching players. I just don't quite think you get that with Inacho or with um, Okazaki as much. I don't think. Although Madison's goal last week was fabulous, I think it'd be probably like a relatively too easy two nil win for them. They're quite comfortable. Spurs are yeah. We're... You just overlook the simple part of Spurs are actually quite good. Yeah. Not, not really going to have to kick out of like second or third gear and just get the job done. Two early goals and that'll be it. Sharp shot. That's the Premier League Especially... fixtures. Chris, what's no, happening? No, it's not. Is it not? What's happening Sunday? No. Well, I don't know what's going on Sunday, but Everton play Watford on Monday. Ah, right. I didn't even look that far. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Newcastle play Wolves. Yeah, that'll be a game. Everton play Watford on Monday night, Adam. Um should win that one, shouldn't you? It's at home. Yeah, get, get, us, get ourselves back on the horse. Yeah. That should be quite a good game, actually. Tom Cleverly Derby. Tom Cleverly Derby. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I can't think of any better ones than that. So. Jared Delafayne? <laughs> Pardon? Delafayne? Ah! Don't bring that up, Chris. Not in, not in my own house. Like a dagger <laughs> to his heart, that is. Has he played so much for Watford? That's not what makes it worse, Russ. Yeah. So I've got... Sure. My, my coaster's sat on the side there making me look like an idiot. <laughs> You're not even bloody playing. No. Watford have lost four of the last five. Um, have they? Yeah. Going to the Premier League table. Yeah, lost four of the last five and drawn the other one. Everton, on the other hand... <laughs> I could... According to the stats. According to the stats, though, Chris. <laughs> Everton have won two, drawn two, and lost one of the last five, so... Where is it? Uh, it's at Goodison. I think that would be an Everton win. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that Watford aren't great away from home. I mean, I don't know what I'm basing that on, but it, I just it's one of those feelings I get in my water. <laughs> I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. But I just get the feeling that Watford aren't a brilliant team away from home. Um, Chris, also, Chris also said it's raining, going to rain tomorrow because his right knee's giving him a little bit of chip. So... <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. Um, anything else? Anything else, Chris? What's happening around Europe as we end? Uh, there's a few decent games on. It's the Ruhr Derby. It's Schalke versus uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, tomorrow. Uh, it is Celtic versus Kilmarnock because Kilmarnock are top of the league with Celtic in third. I just hold on, but the, the Ruhr Derby should not be underestimated. It's a, that is a fixture that's always absolutely great value. 
Yes. But mental stuff could happen. <laughs> uh, a lot of French games are postponed because of the protests. Um, it is Espanol versus Barcelona as well. So that's the sort of Catalan Barcelona derby. Um, Sydney FC versus Wellington. So that's almost a local derby, isn't it, Adam? <laughs> but hold on. No, because it's not a Catalan. It's literally a Barcelona derby. Espanol is in Barcelona. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but you don't call it a Catalan derby then. Well, it's both in Catalonia as well, aren't they? Well, that's true. But that's like oh, saying that, that's like saying that Everton Liverpool is the England derby. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But they're not in Wales, are they? They're not in Wales. They're in Catalonia, which is in Spain. It's a Spanish derby. There you go. That looks. Is terrible. it in Spain though? That's awkward. <laughs> You've just upset loads of people. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, man from Cornwall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> man from Cornwall who want independence denies <laughs> Catalonia. Uh, you can't be um, you can't be a Ramona and want Catalan independence as well. I don't have to. Be, I don't have to not be a hypocrite. Uh, well, no, that's true. You're certainly that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much. I think it's also the MLS um, Cup or the MLS. Yes, this weekend. I think is that Atlanta United versus Portland Timbers. Portland, Portland Timbers. That's it. <laughs> Didn't we talk Wait. about this last week? No, we talked about the semi final last week, wasn't it? And then it's the couple of the Tadoris. It should they be able to sort of behave themselves? Where are they playing now? Bernabeu. Right. Yeah, that's Bernabeu. I think everyone. Bernabeu. Still... Yeah. I was like the Bernabeu. Um, I think everyone's still a bit upset over it because Boca Juniors think that they should be given the trophy anyway. Um, I think that that's. I love that that River have have even have the the gall to complain about this. (laughs) Literally (laughs) getting away with it, essentially almost scot free, basically. It's it's almost like nothing happened. They're like, well, this is out of order. Well, they're saying it's nothing to do with them because it was. They're saying that the police drove through or guided the bus through an area that was full of well-known sort of River Plate ultras, and it took place outside the stadium. So how can they control that? It was seven hundred meters from the stadium. 700 metres. It's, it's the same argument I had on Twitter with Manchester City fans, the the, um, the Champions League this year, and the Manchester City bus. Hold on, you went on the Liverpool fan side, weren't they? Of course I was. Uh, I mean, that's not add, what can you do? Add to that, Cornish man who doesn't want independence thinks throwing things at bus is fine. I never said throwing things at buses are fine. I said that Liverpool couldn't do an awful lot about it. But it's literally their job, though. They're, you're in charge no, of the police. No, yeah, please. Which they're in charge of. They're not in charge of. Well, they're, they're, not, not, they're not going around. They're not going around telling the police what to do. If there was a murder outside the ground, Jurgen Klopp wouldn't go around telling them what to do. Sort of how to solve it. <laughs> Just sort of like I'm top. I'm top brass here. assistant. <laughs> Steve Bruce to, to to take it all down because it's like a great book. Um, but you're responsible for the policing. Yeah, you're not responsible for how they police. It's fine to forget the police in place. They're the experts at doing the bit afterwards. <laughs> the bad job afterwards. Yeah, uh, the bad job afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, basically, neither Bocca nor Rivers... Let's hands of this because it's all the police's fault. <laughs> exactly. Bloody police. Um, yeah, so I don't think either Bocca or Rivers wants to... They're all blaming each other. Well, the, the other thing is, is Argentina wants to ho- sort of co-host the 2030 World Cup. And if they can't hold a continental... Cup final in their own backyard. It doesn't look particularly good for hosting a World Cup in twelve years' time either, does it? No, it That's the real issue. It's the it's the Argentinian football. There's a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Skype doesn't want you to talk to us. 
Go on, keep going, Jesse. Try again. Enjoying it. <laughs> just get into the live podcast and just listen to us. Chris, I've got, a, a, really I've got one of those stats. You're all you making like me giggle. I like that bit about Catalonia. <laughs> so do you, do you agree with me about this is about the 2030 World Cup as much as anything else? Because you've got a vested interest in this, haven't you? Do you agree if Fred thinks that Bastards is okay? Because that's the kind of man you're... Yeah, with. I mean... <laughs> Okay, now I feel really conflicted. Um, <laughs> the green principle, not the throwing stuff part of it. <laughs> Don't listen to the capitalist pig who works in the centre of Europe's commerce. Uh, he, he's not giving you the full like picture. I like fighting with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his snout in uh, dollar bills. Ross, help. Let's move on. Let's give Chris a, a, a quiz question that he loves to do. Chris, it's QPR leads this weekend. It is. Steve McLaren has been to Ellen Rhodes uh, six times in his career. He's oh. faced six different managers. Tell me who they are. They're all named David or Gene. One of them is named David. That's good. David Hockaday. No. One of them is going to be like one of them is going to be like an England game where they're on tour. Ah. No, 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 no. Because Wembley was built by then. Because that's famously where he was holding the umbrella. They are all Leeds managers. Okay. One of them is a former England manager. Terry Venables. Yes. Simon Grayson. No. Uh, Dennis Wise. No. We're about David O'Leary. In the past three years, this could be. Um, yeah, this is, this is going to be. This is going to take some time. David O'Leary. Um, yeah, that's two. David. Yes. Uh, who else could it be? When we, we George when we, Graham. Nope. The other three are rarely recent, and one of them is quite old. One of these is best ever players, but he's a terrible manager. Best ever. Gordon Strachan. Lucas Radaby. Nope. Nope, you never get to one. It's Eddie Gray. Uh, the last three you should get, they're all fairly recent managers. Uh, that Slovenian fella. Uh, the Slovenian fella. No, no, not him. One of them, uh, one of them was Colin's favourite ever Leeds manager. He'd go on about him all the time. Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Becchio? No, he doesn't manage sadly. Although I hope. <laughs> favourite ever Leeds manager? Yeah, you won't get it. He loved Warren McDermott. Robert Dermott was one of them. Neil Redfern was the other. And Gary Monk, of course. Oh, Gary oh, Monk. Cockney rhyming slang's Gary Monk. Yeah. How, how quickly we forget. And now he gets to face Bielsa. How are QPR going to get on, Chris? Listen, all we need is Luke. Bielsa. Yeah. All we need is Luke Freeman. He's done very well, actually, this season. Luke Freeman has. He's, um, you know, we're surprisingly doing okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... We. 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 <laughs> Disgust in your voice. <laughs> Um, Luke Freeman's been doing okay. I'm, I am surprised we haven't got Connor Washington anymore because I thought he was quite a sort of bright little spark. He came on against us for the last weekend of Sheffield United. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Does he just go around playing against two of us playing league? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to lose. <laughs> we are going to lose. Fair enough. I'll take that. I think so. Um, it's about. I sort of tend to ask you the best player of the championship every season. You tell me that I'm ridiculously wrong. Chris Eagles, I did ask you about once. Bradley Dack. Have you I seen the best Pablo player? Hernandez? Yeah, I've also seen Bradley Dack as well. Yeah, but have you I'm seen Pablo Hernandez? Like, I'm very much like, you pronounce Pablo Hernandez wrong. Yeah, really wrong. <laughs> yeah, Pablo Hernandez. Yeah, Bradley Dack's a good player, but Pablo Hernandez. Don't make me say Danny Graham. Danny Graham. <laughs> Probably not. Even I get how quickly house. we should get. Does Connor Wickham play in this division as well? No, he's, he's a Palace. Palace, yeah. Uh, I can, nothing yeah, to I can, Palace. I can forget about lots of people. It's very easy. It's a skill. <laughs> <I've got. laughs> 
<laughs> um, I think we're done, are we? Any other business? Um, Ballon d'Ors. Yeah. Yep, that happened. Jesse, can you twerk? <laughs> you're the you're the token on here. You know what? I I can't only because I haven't um, scored enough goals. Oh. A, a little word of advice to anyone who does anything stupid on the internet, which could easily be any four of us at any one point. <laughs> I if read you your ever, timeline. If you ever get yourself, <laughs> no one else does, so it's fine. <laughs> just you. If you ever get yourself in a position where you have to apologise to the whole of the internet, <laughs> don't start the video just by going. <sighs> <laughs> Because it doesn't really suggest that your heart's in it. Yeah, I, I definitely um, mean that. I would like to add on to that, which is, um, you're right, everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And a great thing to do is to say, I'm sorry, and then use the person's name yeah. instead of, I'm sorry. And fr- something about Frank Sinatra and also... Um, yeah, I didn't get the Frank Sinatra bit, lost me. Maybe blaming uh, it on the English language, even though I spoke in French. Question in French, yeah. That <laughs> right. to me as well. I was, I was very lost very quickly. Basically, I'm sorry if you That's were offended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was not... not I'm, great. I'm sorry I upset you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're so sensitive that you had an issue with that. <laughs> was, was Messi winning... Not Messi, sorry. Modric winning the lesser of three evils for those three, really. So, Who was the other two? Um, so Mr. Ronaldo, wasn't it? And Messi, I'm assuming. No, Messi was fifth. No, the, the Freudian slip of you saying Messi just suggested that Messi should have won it. I just assume he wins it every season. Was it, was it Mbappe? I think it probably was Mbappe. Because yeah, um, uh, he won the quota, I, I guess. Like to... way. a very good year, to be fair to him. He's not had a very good year. Off on field, yes, which is what. I'm well, yeah, but you're sport. talking about you're talking about the. Yeah. You are, but the individual okay. award in the team sport. Let's not forget. Uh, uh, you are, but you're there, mm, Jesse. Chris. Yes. <laughs> no, no, fight your own battles. Don't ask. Yeah, come on. Surely his crimes are less egregious than Ronaldo's. We can all agree on that, can't we? I thought you were talking about Ronaldo. Sorry. No, no, Modric. Modric. Um, sorry, I thought you were talking about Ronaldo. I thought Chris doesn't I know anything Ronaldo. about Modric's crimes, Ross. <laughs> We've been over this. That's why I wanted you to talk about it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I thought... Some... <laughs> oh, I will go off on Ronaldo, but nobody needs that again. I, yeah, I was going to say, I thought we were talking about him. Sorry. Um, who was the third I'd love person? for any of you to talk about him. That'd be so fun. If it was Mbappe, I'd have liked Mbappe to win. Why? <laughs> because he's... Because I think he's had a tremendous he's had a tremendous year. When the bit in the summer was very good. Two goals in the European Cup final. He's done very well for PSG this year. He did very well for PSG at the end of last season. Um, Sorry, hold on. When did Mbappe play in the European Cup final? Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Triori played in the European Cup final. Yeah, if just, that's your, you, yeah. you can't just go with random stats. George Best never yes. won a European. Yeah, George, George Best never played in the World Cup, but he's still one of the all-time greats, isn't he? No, no, but you just said that he scored two goals in the European Cup final. And John Griezmann came final. first, so it's all irrelevant. Fuck him. P- PSG was Griezmann. Yeah, Griezmann came oh, first. Oh, talking about Griezmann, like his his congratulations was spectacular. Yeah, I didn't congratulations see that. to, to Modric and the European woman. Well done there, Antoine. <laughs> Yeah, Modric won, Ronaldo second, Griezmann third. Mbappe fourth, Messi fifth, Salah sixth, Varane seventh, 
Hazard 8, De Bruyne 9, Harry Kane 10. Imagine in 20 years' time or 30 years' time, you've got to sit down in front of your grandchildren and explain to them that you were able to vote for the Ballon d'Or and you didn't vote for Messi. <laughs> They're never going to respect you again. I, I don't know if I agree with myself here, but does it make sense still in this day and age to have a male category and a female category? Like, Ada Hagerberg is really fucking awesome. Like, Lindsay Horan is spectacular. So why not lump them all together? Like, I don't know what, if... Adam, what, what do you mean in this day and age? It was the first time they had a female category. That's what I mean. Like, like why not just say... It was like, remember a couple years ago? It was, more, it was like 10 years ago now when Pelé did his, like, 100 best footballers... And he yeah, himself, was in it. I love. He was like me, and then ninety nine others. Obviously, and he and he, there was one woman. It was Mia Hamm as like a token. Like, oh shit, I forgot a woman She's who's a, a woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, like, but you're judging them. You, you you know, you've got men playing against men, women playing against women. I mean, they are the same sport but different strands. So I think it would be unfair to. Uh, they're playing against different oppositions so I think it's unfair to lump them all together and I think what you might get if you did a combined men and women's tennis ranking you would get Serena Williams maybe popping in the top sort of oh, oh, 99 or 100 don't say it you would you're you right would. don't say it you're not allowed you to say it so I don't it wouldn't look it wouldn't look particularly good at all if you had all these men and then sort of one of the ladies not so high and that's the I worst think, thing that's been said on this podcast there Ross said something about Dennis Wise earlier what have I said <laughs> What did I say is wrong? Nothing. I don't disagree with you, but I'm not saying it out loud. <laughs> but she wouldn't. Serena Williams would barely scrape into the top 100 of men. In two days' time, Chris is going to have to start a Twitter video going. <laughs> <laughs> I said it in French. <laughs> okay. I won't get into that because I don't know enough about tennis, except that I think she's the best in the universe. But, um, I, no, I just. I, yeah, I just threw it out there because international I, I, captains and international managers. I think. Mm. Yes, I seem to remember Roy Hodgson got a, some grief a few years ago because he voted for Mascarano. <laughs> That's what he wants, doesn't he? Oh, boy. Hey, Mascarano, legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, luckily, luckily, he's not gonna uh, his he's not gonna have to have this sort of tale of time where he's, in twenty years' time he's gonna have to say I didn't vote for Messi because he's already in his like seventies. <laughs> <Like, laughs> No, I, I kind of get what Jesse's saying, but I just, I don't think you can do because... It's too heavily the, weighted towards the male category, right. I think. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. yeah. And you're... Are you, not better, are you not better while you're trying to buy, while you're trying to grow the grow the game to have exposure by having an award, like a guaranteed award, as opposed to what might be years of, of the sport being in the wilderness? If you have a list of mixed men and women and say you've got 10 women amongst 90 men you're going to have a lot of um gammon people looking at that saying see i told you they couldn't play yeah you're and right. you're going to be you're going to be denied the exposure that she had the other day i think it just sucks that like there's still no var at the women's world cup and there's still like turf and How, uh, we don't we, we don't even have var in the champions league <laughs> World Cup, though. Yeah. What I love is, what I love is they went. They've gone. UEFA went. We'll have it in the Champions League, actually, and we'll have it for just for the knockouts. And we should probably have it in the Europa League, but just the final. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not mess about with any of these. 
I know they still got five officials in the Europa League games. You don't need VAR as well. <laughs> How many things can Cavani- they get wrong? <laughs> Cavani came higher than Alisson. That's, yeah. That's fair. No. Cavani came higher than Isco. And hey. Hugo Lloris. It's also fair. Two of those, again, keepers. Keepers never Yeah. <laughs> There's too much narrative in here. It should have just... Uh, I can't mention enough how much Messi should have won this Messi award. Won I, I think the issue with Messi is that they're constantly pitting Messi against himself. Right? So they're looking at Messi thinking, well, he wasn't as good as last year's Messi. Yeah, that's probably yeah, so far. It should be. Yeah. Uh, oh, you did really well... Unless he wasn't as good as he was before, so you win. Yeah, Messi was last one, last one in 2015. Neymar came higher than Luis Suarez. Uh, you know what? I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think we're done. Are we done? We're done. Yeah. I'm done. Before, before Chris puts his other foot in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can, of course, get us on uh, Twitter at Man of the Post. You can find all of us uh, there, basically. Jesse, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me crying in a corner and <laughs> <laughs> at Jesse Loesch. And where can they find your uh, excellent podcast as well? With you guys, right? <laughs> Just yes. Man on the Post and, and download all the thingies. Download all the thingies. Some are better than others, but download them all. <laughs> what? You're not supposed yeah. to say that. They're You're all supposed to love all good. your children the same. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Ross is a, 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 Ross only has one child, a one parent child. <laughs> She's definitely my favourite. You, you up on the shelf for us. <laughs> it's to put, keep you all on your toes. I talk, to be fair, I told Ross he'd be dumb, he'd be over it by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, Adam, I say 101. And Chris? Uh, CH 77. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise to Jesse as well. I've already, <laughs> upset, I've you, already upset two women today elsewhere, so if you, I can't you wanna, do a third. Another way to find Chris's will be probably if you go to Andy Murray's Twitter account <laughs> and find the people who he just replied at or maybe some of the quote tweets. <laughs> that'd be some, Look for the one in all caps. That'll be the one where you'll see the link to Chris. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rosper1984. You can get us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Android podcast apps, Spotify now, um, Acast. Just search Man on the Post on all of those things and you will find us. It's simply one button, click it, and you'll get all the podcasts, which at the minute is about four or five shows a week. Some people say that's too many, but that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> We will be back on Sunday. You Sunday. built this monster. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I he's one of the people who's just too many. <laughs> Brian, Brian's disappeared. I made it in all this stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back on Sunday, Chris and Dave, and hopefully a Man United fan if he finds his way out of the stadium in time this week. Um, if not, it'll just be those two boys re- recapping the weekend. And Jesse, when's the next unusual efforts? Um, I think on Sunday, except that I just sent Kirsten four pages to edit. So. She has to come out of my article hole. (laughs) If we don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Let's end on an article hole then. That's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Jesse. Goodbye from Chris and goodbye from Adam. One more thing. We are also on Instagram and Facebook as well. There you are. Man on the Post. All the things. Just search Man on the Post on your Googles and you'll find us. Yeah. There you go. Ask the people, if you're shopping and you just ask the guy in Asda, he'll tell you where we are. Um, you don't aisle, shop in Asda. Aisle four, I believe. There isn't one in me. I, I... Waitrose, obviously. Waitrose, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I shop in my coach as well, but you know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, until next week, I'll remember to keep your man on the post.